I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Welcome to episode 484 of This Week in League. I'm Nate. And I'm Jay. And I'm Glenn. How are we doing, fellas? 484. 484. Oh. Well, is this significant in any way? I don't know. I, f- I feel like, f- you know, numbers with four in them, big in hip-hop, and, you know, you've got a 44 and you know, rhymes with <laughs> on the floor. So, yeah. Oh, there's like, like, yeah, like, like 444 from Jay Z, where he's just like, I oh, am yeah, sorry for cheating on Beyonce. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. But, uh, yeah, how are you going there, Glenny? Oh, I'm going fine, thanks. Just uh, another training session for uh, C grade touch football. It's fantastic. Oh, tonight, tonight, was it? Tonight, yeah. How are you looking? I'm, I'm feeling okay. Feeling okay. I, uh, <clears throat> did show up a little bit late because uh, sharpening your orange knife. Lost? Uh, no, it's sharp, mate. It's <laughs> samurai sharp. It's, uh, fucking lost my keys, and then uh, shortly thereafter, where I couldn't, when I couldn't find my keys, I lost my shit, and uh, left them all, in the digger. Did not leave them in the fucking digger, <laughs> but uh, then found my keys and made my way to training. Showed up a little bit late, but put in. Put in hundred whilst I was there. Have you got air tags up in Toowoomba? Haven't I got what? Air tags. No. Oh. You should get some. I probably should. Yeah. Um yeah. So that was uh that was a little unfortunate. Well, I'll tell you, you should put some air tags on you and then you can do like that fucking player tracker thing after every training. Oh man. Map your map your performance out. No one would be impressed by that. You could top the fucking VB fuck all index. Yeah. <laughs> the great, the great northern sloth index. <laughs> How good! Oh. And look at this guy. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Um. Let's look at some new stuff for the week. Uh. Now, let's see. What will we start with? Well, how about how about we go with Clemmer? So, Clemmer has uh has an issue with the Knights. It could be an issue that sees him potentially departing the club, um, and it's caused a, a split in the in the in the dressing room with um, you know him being punished by the coaching staff, but the players backing him up. And ultimately, what, what happened was in the in the closing moments of the the game against the Dogs on the last weekend, the trainers come on and said, you know, you're getting subbed off, and he's blown out, blown up at the trainer and told him to fuck off, and I'm not going off. Now, look. He was playing against the, you know, his old club. He probably felt like, I mean, they didn't lose the game by that much. I mean, they, they had a lot of fucking field position. 
uh, in that second half in particular, yeah. and they just couldn't get the point. And they only got down by like twelve or something like that. So, yeah. so you know, he feels like it's it's a it's a it's a personal invested game to him. He feels like he can contribute or make a difference in the game, and so he's told the the, the, the trainer not fucking going, and uh, he's been stood down. He won't be playing this week. Uh, you know, they treat it as a disciplinary issue, and um, yeah, thoughts. Washed up. No one cares. He'll end up at the fucking Titans once he gets punted <laughs> by the fucking Knights. Oh, I mean, he, he, he has been one of the, he has been one of the better performers for the Knights this, this season. Oh fucking! Wow, I was just what a high bar that's though, been set. I was just about to say. Let, let's say he does go from the Knights. Yes. Is he at that stage yet where his value and you know his performance on the field? No, you're right. Has been good this year. But is he at the stage where a club like the Titans? With it, because fuck me, can you imagine the Titans if Fafita wanted to play? Yeah. Like if Fafita had had half of Clemmer's fucking no aggression, let, mm-hmm. let me get in. Um, but but where, where does he go? Like who? Meanwhile, Fafita's coming off the field, and Trey's like, "No, fucking get back out there." <laughs> <That's> <laughs> <you know>. <laughs> <laughs> um, this is a tough one. Like, there, there's one argument that says, you know, well, well, fuck yeah, in in a team that's been struggling. You can't have too few leaders out on the field, and as long as he's going to get in there and do that, and he's not going to be brain snap clemmer that fucking head highs people when he's trying to be tough, which I think you see less and less of. But then there's that other. He usually side. saves that for the last three minutes. Yeah, true. Of a game. Um, then there's that other side where it's oh fucking well, at at some stage it's got to be that there's a chain of command on the field. Yes. And if the coach comes out and says this, then if you don't like it, cool, blow up at the coach about it, do it in the right way, take take all your frustration out in, in the right way, but you listen to what they say in the moment. And I yeah. think I err towards that side. 100%. Yeah, yeah. The, 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 thing, the thing is that this is, this is not a, a, an issue that is confined to David Klammer. Most forwards usually... Put some, they usually vocalise some form of rebellion at being told they're coming off when they, you know, in in the heat of battle. Because you know, by and large, most guys want to get in there and fucking, you know, get amongst it. Yeah. An exception to that would probably have been Tino last weekend, when um, so no, not last weekend when it would have been it would have been you know, a situation with Tino when when he was up against Tavita Pangai after the Burton comments. And as soon as Pangai came on, he went. Yeah. Oh, yeah, there was like one one tackle, and then he was off. And uh, so I don't think he was fighting too hard because, you know, obviously, you know, he's third man in. Yeah, not made of the most, most uh, you know, powerful stuff. But generally, and I've seen a lot of other ex-players chiming in on this over the week saying, that, yeah, I told... I told the trainer to fuck off every time, every time they wanted me to come off. I mean, so, so it does lead me to think that perhaps there are other issues. Can we, can we put some context around that are you talking about players from you know the the modern game where you could come off and go back on or are you talking about people who were played the yeah game yeah like i'm not talking was... about like steve roach i'm talking like yeah. like one like uh, i don't remember all of them but i mean one one of them was Corey parker and he only retired recently in the last couple of years so he's you know fairly modern modernish player in terms of um you know when he retired um yeah. it makes me think that there's something else that's going on like with clamor I, I you don't really hear anything of him like he doesn't really do anything off off the field, 
in terms of like nah. you know, behave, the behavior issues that wind up in the paper, that sort of thing. So yeah, it makes me it. wonder if there's something like, you know, if it's training, if he's a little bit, you know, maybe a, like, like a basically like, like a, like a mild, like a mild, like a mild melanoma or something. Like he's not like full on cancer, but he's like a suspicious looking mole that you might want to get checked out. And, and, and this is maybe comes on the top of the rest of that. And they just find him to be, you know, destabilizing or whatever. Um, and like you were talking about the chain of commands or stuff, maybe things like that are happening in other aspects of the game. Yeah, melanoma. Yeah. I mean, melanoma is not a really great example because a melanoma will kill you fucking quicker than just about anything. But like, he's a suspicious looking mole that you got to go check out. Might not be fucking malignant, but you, you know, it doesn't look great. So, you know, go get checked out. Yep. And, uh, like a lump in your balls. Like it's, it's annoying. It's a little bit uncomfortable. Probably should do something about it, but you know. Oh yeah, no, I'd put that in the same rank as melanoma. <laughs> yeah, that, that, do you yeah. need a conversation? <laughs> not if the lumps the, the shape and size of David Clemmer. Can we just get Glennie? Can can we just like, do a quick a quick audit? Yeah. How many balls have you got right now? Look, just look have a feel. Nuts. How many balls can you feel down there at the moment? I'll stretch them out. I'll stretch it out for you. Check them out. What do you reckon, boys? Has anybody ever sung a song boys? about you to the tune of Nah Nah? No, 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 no. <laughs> Love it. Um, oh, that's what they call him up there in the in Toowoomba. Oh, Glenny three balls. Oh, one ball, Blakely. <laughs> Fucking slinging, slinging diggers up there in T-Bar like nothing. <laughs> <laughs> now, um, <laughs> the, My bestie the, with the, an extra testy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now, the other thing is... Uh, Parramatta have been have been crazy this week, uh, also yeah, up sort of up until the first of August, trying trying to get forwards into the club for you know for for whatever reason to you know, to bolster their campaign, which is kind of I mean we could probably talk about that as well. I mean this 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 August first you know late late transfer window thing is um it's not probably being used within the spirit that it was originally intended, but um. Yeah, Parramatta. They tried to get Marty to power. Manly's like no. They tried to get a couple of other players too. They tried to get Brad Parker as well. And Manly's like no. Nah. And um, so then they tried to get Clemmer, and you know Newcastle were like no. Nah. And then I think I think they were going to try and get Clemmer, and I think they were going to give him next year as well. But he wanted another year on top of that, and they're like no, nah, it's too rich. Fucking hell, so, I need the room, dude. Yeah. So I feel I feel like there's this there's this feeding frenzy at the Who, moment. Who's this? For, who's their fucking mid- player manager? Benji Marshall. Yeah, but this is the thing. It's not just it's not just Parramatta. I mean, with with Marty Tapau coming off contract at the end of the year and Manly not wanting to continue with him, I mean, you're getting all these things like, oh, you, you know, Souths have entered the race, the fucking Dolphins have entered the race. And like, like, has the game changed? Do we know? Is there some rule coming up where like a fucking a, a forward that's gonna you know, get you a solid fucking eighty meters a game off off about thirty five minutes, two two errors and a couple of offloads that go straight to the opposition? Unfortunately, <laughs> the race that they've all entered into is a hundred meter sprint with a fucking brick wall at the end. No one wants to win that race. Yeah, well, this is the thing. The brick wall has to be. It's like it's more like a sort of a, a perspex sort of situation because you don't know it's there. You want to win the race, so you're powering through that line and then fucking. <laughs> that's it's like that's, one that's of Wiley Coyote's fucking beautiful landscapes. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's, it's a beautiful straight running track painted on the side of a mountain. <laughs> yeah. Why is this race going through a tunnel? 
I don't know, no, but I'm fucking know. here to win this race. But, but do I know that Marty Tapao's at the end of that tunnel. I'm fucking know I'm off. Can, can you imagine going art shopping with Glenn and his wife? Like she wants some, like you know, beautiful fucking lakeside portrait with you know, you children uh, frolicking. Wily coyote pieces here. And he's like, I'm, I'm really art like a fucking desert with one of those three armed cactus things <laughs> and a train tunnel in a mountain. Fuck yeah. <laughs> So yeah, look, yeah, it's not it's, it's it's not over yet. I mean, we'll see what happens. I mean, Marty, this this may all just simmer down over the course of one week. He misses one round, and then you know, continue. He comes back next week, and off you go again. But um, we shall see. Uh, now, what else do we want to talk about today, fellas? We want to talk about the tackle, Pat Carrigan. He was handed a four game suspension for the hip drop on Jackson Hastings, which ultimately broke Hastings' femur. I believe. So Carrigan fronted the judiciary last night and uh, his representation argued that a two-band game would be sufficient, saying that the, there were two other Broncos involved in the tackle and they played a part or a hand in the tackle going wrong. But the NRL's counsel said it should be five to six. So I guess they, um, I guess they'll go through and uh, they sort of split the difference and he got four. So... Most people get 25 to life for attempted murder. Get a handful of weeks, he's fucking got off scot-free. It's fucking disgusting. Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, it's probably... I mean, if you're going to try and equate that tackle with murder, I mean, it's murder in a place where life is really fucking cheap. And the yeah. cops wouldn't investigate it too hard. It's like... The West Tigers. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. I mean, so, it's like, yeah, it's like, murder, like murder, murder in like a... You know, like a... Oh, I don't even fucking know. Well, imagine you're in Cambodia, right? And you are on your way, you, like there's an orphanage that's on fire and everyone in the fire station you can see has been drugged and they're all passed out. And so you jump in the fire truck to go and put this fire out in the orphanage. Um, and then on the way back, you accidentally reverse I see a mysterious a... tunnel that I decided yeah. to drive down. And unfortunately. You, you hear, meet me. <laughs> no, so as you reverse out, you run over somebody on the footpath. Right? And you're like, oh, fuck, that's so sad. And you keep going, you drive off. Over them again. Try and save them. Yeah, they die. And you hose down the orphanage and you save the day. Um, and you then discover that that person was on his way Um to rape the orphans that you killed. that That's what it's like losing a West Tigers player. We started off with a beautiful landscape, and here we are. <laughs> the thing is, no matter what picture he's painting for you mentally, you're still thinking of, like, fucking Arizona. <laughs> <laughs> I really am. I'm just still th- I'm still hung up on I'm pretty sure the cactuses only have two arms, not three. <laughs> and a head. And a head. Yeah. He's You're talking about like it's like a, tri- like a like a trident shape. He's like, you know, that's what, that's what he's trying to say. Cambodians are a lot drier than I thought it would be. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was supposed to be humid as fuck here. <laughs> <sighs> but look, the tackles are blind in the game. And it's something I've noticed this year, the, the crusher has, it hasn't disappeared, but players are, are becoming 
much more in tune with what's happening when they go in to tackle mm, a player correct. and before it goes to the ground they're sort of they're popping their head out of the of the of their arm so they're not you know when it hits the ground they're not going to be in that sort of crusher situation with the yeah. arm around their head and and you know pressure on the back of the neck that's it and so i think that this one just needs to get fucking hammered just like crushes were yeah. um yeah. And and people will stop doing it because I mean this is a fucking you you've really got to go in there and position yourself and your leg in such a way like it takes some setup to yeah. fucking take to take a guy down this way so I think this one's a super can, easy one to eradicate. Honestly, can you fucking imagine though, like being held upright? And the worst ones are the ones where they can see them fucking coming. Like yeah. can you imagine being held upright and your arms are pinned in to your body holding a football. Yep. And then there is another person about to drive their fucking shoulder into yep. your leg. Yeah. Mm. The fuck. Oh, but then the ones but then the ones where they, where they actually they, they actually wrap up your lower wrap up your, your around your thighs, put their leg in the mix and then fucking drop you down so that you yeah. fucking, you know, it's like it's like this impact leg lock. Well, the, the other interesting one from this round. And again, the 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 carrying tackle was not that it means anything, but the intent wasn't there. It wasn't like a storm like hip drop mm. where the technique was fluid and you could see they knew mm. exactly what they were doing it it was a attack trying to get somebody to ground yeah. and the guy fell back over him and you know yeah you know and it, essentially what i'm saying was it was jacko's fault but um <laughs> the other one this week Ignorance. was the the tarpany one <clears throat> where that was the same thing and he was fucking hit so hard and this was from behind so he didn't, mm. didn't yeah, see that one coming legs, yeah. Yeah. that it fucking lifted both his feet off the ground could have potentially yeah, I mean, tipped him and he yeah I mean getting, that's that's that's, can, that's cannonball shit though what happened to him which, which yeah. also again really easy to stamp out you just gotta uh, flog it come down hard on it the, but the referees have to do it they either have to call held earlier in a situation where the player has, you know, been wrapped up by two players up the top. Yep. So either that becomes an instant held call and then you start penalising it just for the late hit after yep. after the call are held. But then does that disadvantage the attacking team? If he's still got momentum in the tackle and he's shuffling and... That's that's the ground. that's the dan- that's the dance and like the that's yeah. the, the, art, the, the like that's the science versus the art sort of thing where they need to actually have a feel for the game and what's happening... But, you know, with that player that's carrying the ball at the time. Mate, Joey Johns actually went on a pretty good rant about it and said that he's spoken to the NRL. And I mm-hmm. agree with him. He, he essentially said that they need to outlaw the third man in the tackle when there are two men up the top, whether momentum stopped or not. Mm. They just need to outlaw that third man in because then you've got to make a decision. Do we allow the, the player, the quick player, the ball from up the top? Or does one man have to drop down, which could potentially promote an offload? Like, he's fucking thought this through, mm. you know? But he's like, what, what we can't have anymore is this third player coming in and fucking hacking the legs. Yep. Yeah, um, it's got merit, for sure. So, anyway. Who knows? It's not, it's not a sexy fucking future legal issue. Like, you know, Jacko's not going to come back to the NRL in 20 years and say, because you didn't outlaw the fucking hip drop, my ankle clicks a bit when it's going to rain tomorrow. Yeah. Give me a billion dollars. Yeah. Whereas somebody comes in and says, hey, our fucking person tragically committed suicide because of CTE. Yeah. And left a fucking note that said, please donate my brain to science because I'm not right. Yeah. Like the NFL players do. Like Junior Sayo, yeah. You know, 
um, let, let, let's have a big fat lawsuit, please. Yeah. So yeah. I, I really hope it gets the same attention. So Glenn, you got one here for your consideration. That um, your mate Kenny Mamalo, he was in line to go down to the storm. He was um closer to the top of the list than than Noffa was, and uh, he had his uh, cousin Nelson Asofa Solomona called him up about it, and he had a chat to him. But in the end, he stayed at the West Tigers for a couple of reasons, and I just want to tell you the reasons and just get your <laughs> thoughts on it. The first one is, he said that Noffa is the perfect person to go because he's got no family, no kids, so it's better for him. So the first thing, Noffa's got no one to love. <laughs> no one who loves he him. He also has no friends. Then he he said that while the lure of playing finals football and potentially winning a comp was tempting, he couldn't turn his back on the Tigers who were looking to bring back the glory days under Sheens and Benji. It's a good opportunity to go not, over and be in a good system can. and a system that's been good for a number of years now. That's the exciting part of it. But I'm doing this for my family, myself and my teammates here. I'm trying to build this club up again to where it was in 2005. Thoughts? Fuck. Give the man a statue. Make him one of the five captains next year for sure, oh, right? fuck, please. Six, I think he is, actually. He is one of the five captains this year, isn't he? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he lost the captaincy uh, at one point earlier in the season. But, <clears throat> look, it's no surprise that Noffa's got no family and no friends and no kids. Um, but I'm pretty sure old mate with the tattoo on his arm is probably a bit devo. But um, Kenny... Do you, do you reckon he should get he's a buy tattoo? A purple Nico pen. He should get a tattoo of in. Bellamy screaming on the other end, and he can like play out their post-match press conferences in front of himself. <laughs> <laughs> like, you useless fucking cunt! I'm I sorry, Craig. I <laughs> am defenders, Craig. I am defenders. <laughs> um, look, I appreciate the sentiment of him, you know, saying he wants to build the club back up, but I don't, I don't know that there's a lot of building back up happening this year, Kenny. Could have fucking slipped on down there, got a bit of extra coaching. Still, I think it's the thought that it's the thought that counts. Hundred percent. Who needs it more, him or Noffa? Who oh. needs? Who, who needs? needs who, who needs further training uh, in the storm remedial system? Yeah, I, I I had the thought the other day. I was thinking about it um, on the drive to work, and I was like, "What if? <laughs> what if Bellamy gets him there and realises that?" He's not, you know, Noffa's not Craig's people. And Craig just spends the next however many weeks um, and, and however, however deep the storm might go in the finals. Just absolutely fucking berating the cunt. Every minute of every session, every game. And Noffa just comes back to the Tigers worse than he was before. It's, I mean, he could, come back, but he could come back better, though. True. He wasn't playing first grade anyway when he left, so where's the harm? No, there's, there's zero from the club from the club yeah, perspective. Zero. I mean, to the gamble, the day, I think. if if he comes back next season, plays first grade, and there's a heap of tries being scored down his side of the field, no one's going to go. Fuck, jeez, I wish he didn't go down the storm. Yeah, like, oh, yeah. Like, oh well, like, more services resumed. Yeah. Oh look, Noffa's back. <laughs> I'd I'd like to point out though that you need all of the Kenny Mamalos you can get. I agree. Yeah especially in a club that seems to be full of fucking Adam Deweys. That's that's offensive. Well, fucking serious. If there was someone in my club that went to the coach and said, 
if I don't get to play with a number on my back that I want, I'm not playing. Fuck that. That could have been a forever. beat up to. Yeah, could I have didn't been. Hear, I didn't hear the words coming out of his mouth. Could have been. I mean, the things that we do beat him up about are the things that he's tweeted from his own account. <laughs> yeah, like no, that number thing. Like that's what I'm saying. That's 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 speculative. Yeah, right. Yeah, it is. But then it came out that the club was pissed, and players were pissed off that there was a leak inside the club about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, seriously, if if there's someone like that in the club, I need every fucking Kenny Mamalo there to counterbalance that shit. Because when shit gets tough, it's Kenny's that you can rely on. I'm not saying actual Kenny. I'm saying the Kenny's of the team. People like yeah. Kenny. Yeah. People <laughs> yeah. that say yeah. the stuff and yeah. actually Don't do the stuff that Kenny's You're talking fucked. about. Yeah. People with that kind of bond and like, you know, desire to, to see the club return to, to, you know, glory days and things like that. Yeah. That's it. A glory hey, so, day, not plural. Yeah. So while we're, <laughs> while we're talking about, you know, tangentially the storm, Brandon Smith has come out and, and, uh, yeah, looking to come back with it, you know, from his uh, his ban from call, calling uh, referee Adam G a cheating bastard uh, last month, and uh, he's he's come out and uh, said what Bellamy did to him for for doing it, and his punishment was um, obviously three week suspension, and during that suspension, he wasn't allowed to train with the group, and he had to, and he basically only trained with the fitness coach for the entirety of his ban. And yeah, so wow. what it's done. So so what it's done is, he's taken it actually the right way. I mean, because oh, yeah, look, there's a bit of dickhead in him, which is you know part of his part of his you know appeal yep. to, to to fans, but also a detriment to him as a player. And has, you know we saw the white powder thing, and but you know, but um, he's actually come out of this and seems to be fairly had some time to to be a little bit introspective about it all. And he said, I think it was a way of sort of getting punished for not putting the team first. It's been pretty hard and a bit of a grind. Waking up early and training by yourself, it gets pretty boring. But uh, being able to hang out with the boys now makes me a lot more grateful for being in a team sport. And so, yeah, he reckons they're, gonna, they're, tr- you know they're trying to send him a message from by banning him and isolating him for those three weeks. Here's the thing. Glenny, let, let's say for the same money, someone said to you, you can keep doing what you're doing now or every day you get to go and train with a personal trainer by yourself. No <laughs> other cunt. <laughs> what are you doing? Fucking hell. <laughs> <laughs> As you're saying that, I'm like, "Fuck, that sounds like fucking heaven." Like, <laughs> yeah, but if it's a if but, but if it, if it's a personal trainer whose whose uh, salary is being paid by Craig Bellamy essentially, and he's governed by Craig Bellamy, you don't want to be training with a personal trainer every day whose whose purpose in life is to make you spew your guts up constantly at every possible opportunity. Ooh, and just, you know, I'll be fucking jacked at the end of it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Well, three weeks. I mean, there's only, so much, there's only so much jacking you can get in three weeks. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe there's some more wipeout going on. I don't know. Um, yeah, I, I, but I you reckon... would have to say that, like, the impression is without actually knowing him personally, you would have to say that, like, the that his 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 general disposition is that he's most definitely a people person. Yeah, and probably thrives in that team sport. Absolutely, being around the boys' environment, and so yeah, taking whether that would work for everyone or not. Um, I think, yeah, taking that away from him might have yeah. uh, and that, yeah, that's, you made know, him think. That's probably indicative of Bellamy's greatest strength. He, he understands what makes players tick and he's, his players tick. Um, do, is there anyone that thinks that fucking Brandon Smith can't wait to get to the fucking Roosters? 
because he's he's copped he's copped some flack this year at the yeah. Storm and Bellamy's. Yeah, he's going to be under much more scrutiny at the Roosters. Though. I mean, that's one of the benefits of being at the Storm. Is I mean, you kind of, you know, you, you're kind of away from the NRL media. Yeah, I guess and you're going you're, to and you're, Sydney and you're tucked the media, away there yeah. in a city where people don't give a fuck about you and they don't. And the the vast majority of people don't. But I'm necessarily thinking know from within are. the club, like Bellamy, yeah. like his scrutiny by Bellamy, and and the fact that you know Craig Bellamy is going to punish him and and all the rest of it. He's the, the interesting thing. There is he's got an accomplice who is for the large part untouchable. Mm. As, and yep. and by, the, by that I mean that if you look around that team, Cameron Munster, whilst Bellamy would have no fear in throwing the hammer on fucking anyone, that, that's the beauty yep. of Craig Bellamy. Long term, they're not going to do too much to fuck off Cam Munster unless yep. the indiscretions become large or repeated. Mm. You know, and I dare say there's been a fair bit of that. Well, you know, fucking what people don't know won't hurt them. With with things that may have have gone on, who does he have that with at the Roosters? You know, James Tedesco's not about that life. Well, the thing about the Roosters is the Roosters will, the the Roosters will cover your shit right up, though. I mean, how 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 swiftly did they bury bury all that Squid Game stuff? Mm. Yeah, at the true. start of the year, very very true. Uncle Nick's the fucking man with a shovel and he can fucking dig. Yeah, that's a good point. So, yeah, that's right. You're right. He just can't wait to get there. That motherfucker will bury anything. I mean, good yeah. brand is white powder. Yeah. Like he's video. just blatantly sending text messages to Uncle Nick going, FYI, bags on the weekend. Get a story. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Contact the, contact the journos and see if you can get it, see if you can put a stop to the story. Which journos? All of them. All right, done. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, fuck. Now the last thing, the last thing I want to talk about is uh, I don't know if you've been following this shit with Peter Volandis, and uh, and he hasn't really been covering himself in glory with his choice of words at the moment, but he's basically at war with the New South Wales government because they've said that they are going to withdraw two hundred and fifty million of funding, which was going to be used to uh, refurbish. Uh, you know, a bunch of uh, you know, like suburban grounds, like you know, there's going to be some extra stuff at Brookie, um, at Shark Park for Cronulla as well, and. Volandi's like, you know, the deal was done. You know, I'm not allowing you to renege on the on the deal. And if you renege on this deal, then I'll fucking move the grand final up to Brisbane. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, fuck it, try me. But the worst thing, and look, that's that's fine, but because <laughs> it was a handshake deal to keep the grand final in Sydney until like 2042 or something. Um, so he's come out and said, the government said basically we've had all this flooding up in northern New South Wales and there's X number of people that still don't have homes. I mean, Lismore got fucked up and, you know, so on, which you know, obviously happened. Volandis comes out and says that's spin. When they're using the human tragedy of the floods to spin their way out of why they were negging on the deal, it takes it to another level. They're like, oh, bro, Pete, fucking mate, double down. you've done some decent things, you've done some bad things. The thing, the thing that the, 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 uh, Volandis needs to understand is rugby league, is not the same kind of like dominant alpha big dick energy sport as horse racing is. Yeah. And the, and, and the sort of government fucking tactics that he tries on behalf of racing are not going to work on behalf of rugby league. <laughs> They're just yeah, not. Fuck. And um, it's, yeah, it's very, uh, it's very interesting, but he's, he's, his terminology or he's, the way he states everything is he keeps talking about they've got a legally binding agreement and we're calling on them to honour their legally binding agreement 
and uh, legally binding, legally binding, legally binding. Trusted mm. them, legally binding. Cannot renege. So we shall see. But I mean, fellas, I'll just, I'll just bring this story up just for, for one reason and one reason alone is to say... <laughs> We may we may be getting we may be organising a place in the city in Brisbane and for, for the grand final. So uh, watch this space. Um, yeah, look, fuck, who knows? If, if if the New South Wales government were fucking serious, they'd go to them and go, "Hey, look, we can honour the deal. We've got this thing for fucking Lismore. Yep, we need to push you two years. This is our yep. budget." Like our fucking yep. budget is public record. Yeah. We're, we're the government. The, yep. This is the budget. And this is where the money was going to come from. We've had to redirect those funds. Uh, and I'm sure you would agree that sports stadium upgrades are not as important as, as rehousing people who haven't had a fucking house for six months. That's it. You know, And but it's the fucking dumb shit about these big dick negotiations. Yeah. Where it's just no, no one's prepared to actually get in and, and renegotiate. Yeah. Like, imagine the government going, hey, you know what we're going to do? Um, as, as part of it, we're going to um, get the fucking, you know, we'll pay special attention to the footy fields and junior clubs and every fucking, we've found out that there's six junior clubs in the Lismore fucking greater area. I don't know how many there are, but, you know, pick a club for each one of them and we'll send two players out there to help, you know, with the cleanup efforts. But like, whatever the fuck it is, give them a PR opportunity. Um, whatever like there's a fucking solution there yep it doesn't have to devolve into we have a contract yeah exactly and well and 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 fuck the flooded people I mean essentially yeah Yeah, that's it well you know but then again on the side of the government what they've turned into is well nah we're doing this you're a fucking animal if you don't want to do this oh well no hang on we've signed a deal with our fucking broadcasters Based on ba da ba da ba da, so you're actually affecting yeah, yeah. our future earnings here, here, and here. There's a multitude of different fucking things, but yeah. Um, just but if everyone comes. just t- if everyone just tucked their dicks in and actually had a discussion, yep. There, there's common ground. We've all we've all had those discussions in fucking life or business or whatever. You, you find some common ground, you build from there, and yeah. This this it's not fuck me dead. There's, there's definitely a way to negotiate their way through that and and find a resolution that that suits all parties. Do you remember doing business in like through the GFC? Like it'd be like, okay, cool. So we've we've got this fucking deal in place now. Um, it's gonna fall over. So we both need to take a haircut in different places and and get it back together again. So let's sit down and fucking nut this out. Otherwise, we're both fucked. Mm. It was the greatest time to do business because everyone was fucked, unless no one was fucked. Yeah, exactly. So, anyway. Ah, oh, the good old days of global fucking chaos. <laughs> when it was caused by fucking Wall Street, not by pangolins. <laughs> Proper man-made chaos. Or monkeys. I mean, you don't forget the pox. I mean, the media are really trying to fucking push that one out. Oh, God. <laughs> right. So, let's move on to some game, shall we? And uh, the first game that we'll be talking about is on Thursday night, and it is the Roosters taking on the Brisbane Broncos at the SCG. Now, the Roosters' side, Lindsay Collins and Egan Butcher are out. Lodge starts at prop. 
May and Thomas join the bench. Broncos side, Pat Carrigan out, as aforementioned. Uh, Hetherington comes in at lock. Cobo returns, which pushes uh, Deloise Hoyter out of the 17. And Turpin replaces Pakes on the bench. What do you reckon, Gladdy? I think this will be a competitive game. Two good sides. I don't think the Broncos will be quite as poor as they were at stages last week against the Tigers. Um, I'm going to say I'm going to tip the Broncos, though. I, um, I think the Broncos, too. I don't respect yeah. the Roosters at all. Yeah, I, I just... The, the Roosters just seem really wishy-washy to me. They're just not... They're not consistent, and they... You know, they've got yeah. the look... They've got the look of one of the top sides, but they tend to wilt in patches in games, and... Um, yeah, I, th- I think the Broncos just energy and enthusiasm and, and the direction of um, of Reynolds is enough to beat the Roosters. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing how the Broncos bounce back because <clears throat> la- last week was an uncharacteristic you know, th- this year performance, uh, especially in defence. Mm. Yep. So I'm really keen to see what they do and I, I think they'll get over the Roosters. There's two teams essentially that were rustled last week by teams that had more energy and chutzpah. Yeah, you know, exactly, exactly. Mm. So yes, we shall see. And I think if any of these two teams are going to rustle the other one, it's going to be the Broncos. Yeah, for sure. Uh, the Melbourne Storm take on the Gold Coast Titans uh, in the pub slot down there in Amy Park, as always. And uh, the Storm side, uh, David Nofaluma on the wing. If Tyron <laughs> Wishart at fullback, and he was replacing the, the injured Nick Meany. Brandon Smith returns via the bench. Anderson moves to centre. Justin Olam ate a bat. And a big loss for the side with uh, Lewis Nate on the bench. Yeah, he is, eh? Hey? Now, the Titans side, uh, Campbell starts at fullback. Brimson moves to 5'8". Boyd at halfback with Sexton dropping to the reserves. And uh, Marju joins the bench. Now, look, if I told you in the year of our Lord, 2022, that the Melbourne Storm... <laughs> would be giving you a back line of the following. Tyron Wishart, David Nofaluma, Marion Sevy, Grant Anderson, and Dean Eremia. <laughs> Exclude the halves that are actually good. I, I mean, would tell back... you that there has been a mass murder at Melbourne. At, the, like... at Melbourne training, someone has let loose. <laughs> I think that that has got to be the worst back line that the Melbourne Storm have trotted out since they won their first comp in their big, you know, almost two-decade period at the top. Yeah, I, I, tend, right? to agree. I tend to agree with you, Nathan. Let's start at the, start at the 2006 grand final. I don't hey, think look. there's a worse back. I don't think there's... I don't think they put worse fullback centers but, so here's and the wingers thing, on the field. Is, surely there would have been, like in the fucking English Slater... Was King still playing back then? Yep. At times, depending um, on where, we, where you're talking about, yeah. Yeah. Well, well, what I'm saying was, surely during those days, there yeah. would have been an origin round somewhere. Sure. Maybe. Sure, okay. All right. So, look, i tell you what, I'm going and, to... And that's just in the spirit of fairness. If if we're counting this one because everyone's injured, then... Yeah, okay. Well, you guys talk about that game. I'm going to try and find something. I'm going to... I'm going to... Focus on the 2007 season. That was a season where they won the comp, even though they were cheating, but they were over... Well, or does over the cap means that they obviously could afford better players and it nullifies what we're talking about. Yeah. See, that's, that's an awesome thing as well. Gives them more maybe depth. Around two, maybe around 2012 or something then. You want to... 
want to look at yeah. for this back line. You know, that's that's the thing. It's tough. To- but it, again, it, it's the lack of a decent fullback because no matter who else they've trotted out, and this is why I think you're right here. No, no matter who else is there, unless it's an origin round, they've yep. always had an, at least an elite fullback. Mm. Yeah. And then, well, I mean, they had Nick Meany last week. Well, yeah, now. <laughs> but, but up <laughs> yeah, to this yeah, point. Yeah. Now, we've, we've gone to great lengths to shit on the Storm's back line. Right. Is anyone tipping the Titans? No. Fuck no. Right. Exactly. <laughs> and the Titans are $6.50 to win this game. So. Yeah. Which really um, does speak to just where the Titans are in the pecking order at yeah. this point of the, yeah. of the season. Um, <laughs> well, these are, okay, let's have a look here. Tell me your club at... should be renamed the Chargers again without telling me your club should be renamed <laughs> the okay. Chargers. So, so, yeah, a counterpoint to the, to the time when you would say that um, potentially the Storm would have a, you know, a, a bad back line. They had Gareth Widdop at full back then, so he wasn't affected by the ebbs and flows mm. of representative football. Yeah, there you go. And he was he was good at the storm. Yeah, 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 that's right. Yeah. He, he wasn't the Gareth Widdop that you saw in the red V. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, let's let's uh, let's have a look at it. I was just looking for a game that the storm lost. Like how they got pumped. Oh, no, that wouldn't mean an origin. They actually got pumped full strength, man. Um, let's see. Oh, okay, let's try this lineup here. I'm just picking a random lineup. No, that's a. Yeah, they had guys like Matt Guy and Matt King and yeah. Steve Turner and guys that were kind of, you know, poked their head into origin at times but weren't necessarily, you know what I mean? Yeah, oh, they, man, they were fucking Matt King. Yep. Jesus Christ. You wouldn't say he was a fucking horrible Plotter. player. No. This is one of this is this is the worst one I've found just in clicking around. It was Steve Turner at fullback. He still played in origin mm. or two. Matt Guy, Matt King, Jake Webster, Chris Walker on the on the other wing, and Scott Hill and Cronk in the halves. Yeah, fuck yeah. So even then, much better, much better than this fucking herd of donkeys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, this aforementioned herd of donkeys is still going to fucking smash the Titans. Yeah, <laughs> like, okay. like beyond beyond a shadow of a doubt. And look, you know, largely because they still have they've got their first choice halves and they're fucking you know in excellent form at the moment. They've got Harry Grant who's going great. They've got the return of Brandon Smith who'll have something to prove, and they've got forwards that have you know it's, it's still at this stage, even though they're on the the verge of retiring to Redcliffe, they can still fucking get it done. Mm. So um, yeah, look. Next. Okay. Did you hear anything about Toby Sexton? Why he just got flat out dropped? Because he's fucking hopeless. Jesus, son. Jeez, Glenny. Oh, back, mate. Don't rate him. Sugar, I mean, sugarcoat that shit. No. Um, the Mighty Manly Seagulls. Boyd, just by way of his fucking effort and workmanlike performances, deserves to be the Titans 7 more than Toby Sexton, who had it fucking handed to him on a silver platter and saw the fucking public execution of uh, Jamal Fogarty. Um, in, so he could be shoehorned into the side. Hasn't even lasted a season. He's been dropped. Keep Tanner Boyd there. Get Oof. the effort. Get the effort plays and fucking gets, you know, have some sexy time in reserve grade. Mighty Manly Seagulls take on the Parramatta Eels at Brookie. Manly side. The Well, five of the Manly seven return. So unfortunately... Alfred Smalley is uh, not in the side this week. But I think he's suspended for a week anyway after coat hanger and... <laughs> whoever it was in the first like two minutes of the game he's um, awesome <laughs> so I mean he, he fucking had it all I mean it was like the triple double of fucking rugby league <laughs> rugby league debuts really was um, so this week we see um, 
Ben Turbo back in the side. Uh, Des is obviously intent on killing him because I think, you know, twice this year he's been taken out of games with fucking vicious KOs. And I think, I think he's not going to rest until he's actually dead. Uh, Morgan Boyle inexplicably retains his spot. The interesting thing is that a, Bullmore's not in the side, which I think he des- he probably deserves it. And um, and Schuster is not in the side as well. Now, people are making a, a, a lot about this, uh, you know, oh, he's been dropped and all this sort of thing. But what it actually, what the, the, the facts behind it is, is that Schuster is officially, there. there's not going to be a Foz backflip under any circumstances. The money just isn't there. And so Schuster is the 5-8 for next year and he will be treated accordingly. And that is, we've got a 5 eighth in Kieran Foran at the moment. You don't yeah. need another one on the bench. <clears throat> so until such time as you're the 5 eighth, yeah, back you come. Yeah, um, wow. So, but, but at the same time as well, like, you know, I'd be sending him to Blacktown. You've got like another couple mm. of weeks of the competition, play 80 minutes at fucking six down there and, you know, get started on your on your Jenny Craig and whatever else you're doing to get right. I was, yeah. was going to say, he, does, he doesn't look like he's uh, super diligent with his nutrition or his training when he's uh, when he's not in first grade. Yeah, I'm pretty sure George Rose is his nutritionist. Yeah. And uh, When you go is... from someone like, sorry to cut you off, but when you go from someone yeah, like okay. Kieran Foran, who's a consummate professional, yeah. um, and, you know, has done his best uh, to look after his body to such a degree, you know, given his injuries, injury history. Exactly. Um, he has to be so diligent with his preparation yeah. to be able to, to, be, to be right week in, week out, whereas exactly. this guy... You're going to go had... from that to a guy that... Is, has know. all the talent, all the natural talent in the world, and it's come so easy yeah. for him because of that. And as a result, he hasn't got that ethic that uh, he needs to learn really fucking quickly. Um, mm. The eel side, uh, Jacob Arthur comes into the side to replace the injured Mitchell Moses. And uh, it's for that reason, Manly 13 plus. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Look, there's some cunts that there's a cunts that come back in the manly side this week. That they've got, I mean, whether they fucking like it or not, they've got some shit to fucking prove to their teammates. And they've got some amends to be made just in terms, for whatever reason that they wanted to sit out last week, it had an effect. And that effect is like two very valuable fucking competition points that were there for the taking Yep. that they fucking needed. So now they have to, they have to get them all on the way home, you know, and this starting at this game, this is a game that is, uh, they should be going into it, you know, thinking, you know, it's must win. And, um, in reality, it's probably not quite that, but I mean, it's, you know, they definitely need it, especially in a week where the Roosters have a good chance of going down. Yeah, spot on. Um, spot on. It's like, it's so fucking critical and those fucking, those, those dead cunts better lift. That's all I, I'm saying. I think the the omission of, of Moses um, probably lends itself to the to, to Gutherson overplaying his hand um, and trying too hard and making some fairly comical errors. Um, and... For whatever fucking reason, his teammates look to him for leadership, um, and I don't think they'll find any. So I think Manly will win convincingly. Yeah, and if and if and if, and if Daly can can channel the you know the dead man number eleven down down the Jacob Arthur corridor, mm. or someone on the you know if he, or Andrew Davey if he's there on the other side hiding on the other side of the field, just send it all fucking night because it's going. This game is one hundred percent on the shoulders of Dylan Brown at this point. Yep. And uh, and look, you know, their forwards are their forwards, and I mean, they're, they're, I think that's probably what they're more likely going to do. Just try and take it through the middle, especially with a couple of injuries on the manly side in the forwards. But um, yeah, big win to Manly. The Rabbitohs take on the Warriors. Oh, Sunshine Coast Stadium, great place to fucking watch footy. 
Um, the so get up there if you're around the southeast Queensland area. Yeah, fuck it is too. Eh? Cheap cheap tickets and it's fucking it's it's awesome ground, especially if you get in that in that Although stand. And and Saturday, so you don't get that Sunday coming home bullshit. Exactly. Saturday afternoon, it's going to be fine. It's a it's a field that's got like a you know one concrete stadium, and then it's got like three three grassy ones. So you can just rock up there with a fucking picnic blanket and shit, like you used to be able to do in the old days at Lang Park on the ends. And so it's it's fucking great. I love it up there. I wish it was closer. Um, the Rabbitoh side, Milne returns at centre. Jed Cartwright is out. Tom Burgess suspended. Didn't you say so it was Nick- twenty minutes away? No, it's not, not, not an hour, let's say. Oh, really? Fuck. Yeah, probably about it. Probably about it. By the time, because, because the thing about the Sunshine Coast is it's great and all, but the way they they the way they decide to drive up to the Sunshine Coast and develop the roads accordingly, mm. you've got like this highway that runs sort of inland and then you've got this maze of fucking canals and man-made shit yeah. the whole way down, which no road directly leads to anything else. So you kind of got, you know, you can sort of get up the freeway, okay, but then, you know, you've got to branch off to wherever. Um it's probably about forty minutes, so it wouldn't be wouldn't be an hour, but yeah. Um, Rabbitohs. What was I saying? Yes. Um, Taffy comes on the bench for Cody Nicarima. Warriors side. Okay, so Pompey drops back to reserves. Aitken moves into the centres. Sirinan comes into the second row. Jazz Tafunga is out, so Penny comes in at lock. Uh, Chanel Harris Tavita also out. Egan moves to five eighth with Lusick named Hooker, and Taniella Otokolo joining the bench. Jack Murchie in the second row. Curran benched. And Frey dropping to reserves. Latrell Mitchell, that's enough. Yeah, he certainly does. Well, yeah, you're right. That's I mean, it's it. a homecoming to the Warriors, though. Fucking, how many mm. times can they show up somewhere <laughs> and call it a homecoming? Well, I mean, if you if you take the the, the, the narrow the narrow window of the last two years. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's all sponge cakes and no, fucking... I can see him fucking <laughs> heading into the inner city and scaling one of the fucking high-rise buildings and stepping out onto the fucking scaffold. Oh, it's a homecoming. Look out. <laughs> Fuck out of here. Bunnies yeah, by look, plenty. Si- yeah. similar, to the, similar to the Broncos, Souths were off last week. Yeah. They had a bunch of opportunities where they needed to knuckle down and control that game against the Sharks, and they didn't take them, preferring to just you know stay in that grind. Um, yeah, they, they need a solid performance against the Warriors because, fuck, they can capitulate. Souths can fucking yeah. capitulate and leak some points. Um, but, yeah, they'll be too strong. Yeah, far too strong, I would say. Uh, also, Souths everything to play for. Warriors, absolutely nothing to play for at this point. Yeah. Um, the, the Raiders take on the Panthers Saturday afternoon in Canberra. The uh, Raiders side, uh, Rapner replaces Hopoade on the wing. The Panthers side, O'Sullivan shifts to halfback for the suspended Nathan Cleary. Uh, Salmon is named in 5-8. Uh, Crichton back in the centres with Mitch Kenny on the bench. Um, so last week was you know women in league round. Uh, this, this week is called humbling round when you realise just how close the fucking greatest team of the modern era is to mediocrity. So, um, quite humbling for you. Yes. Just you remind you of the good old days. Remind you know, remind you that, that no one's immortal. You're tipping uh, a loss? Except Nathan Cleary. No, Panthers 13 plus. Canberra fucked. But, <laughs> yeah, it's. Um, what a fucking roller coaster we just went on. 
<laughs> O'Sullivan did a fantastic job at the beginning of the year. It was like that fucking log ride at Dreamworld or whatever, <laughs> except instead of crashing down in water at the end, you're crashing down in diarrhea. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I thought that was going to go different. That's that ride that killed people. <laughs> no, 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 not the not the round, not the one in the circle. I mean the oh, old log fuck. ride one, you know, yeah. the straight log. Yeah, fucking hell. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, Penrith 13 plus. Look, Canberra, Canberra are going to be up for this one. They're on a roll. Um, it'll be a great battle in the forwards. An absolutely fantastic battle in the forwards. But and that's kind of where Canberra have been finding a success lately. And it's yeah. an area where where the Panthers aren't aren't suffering in terms of injury or anything like yeah. that. That's one area where they're, you know, pretty much full strength. That's it. So realistically it should be Penrith's um stand up moment. Yeah. You know, again, it's not a certainty and, and Canberra are a good team at the moment, but uh no, nah, Penrith thirteen plus put your house on it. Yeah, and these halves only have to get the ball. They only have to just get the ball to yep. left and right because I mean all the combinations are intact out, you know, on the the centers and wings. Yep. So, look, I expect Panthers to win this one, um, you know, fairly comfortably, especially because the Raiders have been putting it to teams that are kind of there to have it put to, and but they're also like they're letting a lot of points in as well. Like I mean, they're getting these games where they're having these shootouts, and they're still getting the wins, which is important for them. Yep. But. You know, there's going to come the time when they can't shoot it out with the team because the team can defend what they're throwing at them, and I yeah. think this is one of those 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 occasions. Yep, yeah. that's it. Systems, Sharks systems win the fucking the day for Penrith. Yep, that's, yep, that's my opinion. Yep, Sharks take on the Dragons um, at uh, Reclaim Australia Stadium. The Sharky side have lost Will Kennedy with an ankle injury, so Cade Dykes debuts at fullback. Hamlin Ueli starts for Royce Hunt at prop. Uh, he has a shoulder injury and uh, Trindle added to the bench. The Dragon side, unchanged from last week. Wow. What happened last week? They got fucked up, didn't they? Yep. Okay, yep. cool. Cool, cool selection. They lost and their fans were a pack of cunts. So, yeah, I mean, just another like, week you know. for the Dragons. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think the Sharks, based, if nothing else, based on. Their performance last week, um, I think, I think they'll be far too strong for the Dragons, who again I mean, will get a lone hand from Ben Hunt. This game needs to be to, to keep it close. This game needs to be absolutely torrential rain from yeah. start to finish, without without any leading up, and then that way, the Dragons can sort of complete you know a boring brand of football. Mm. And, and and make all their territory via you know a superior kicking game from Ben Hunt. That's yep. right. But that's it's literally the only way. One of the Dragons players slips into a tackle and is collected high, and sharks a couple of sharks have fucking sin binned or sent off, and the Dragons might find a way to score a try. Yeah. Mate, really? Fuck the Dragons. Fuck. That's Dairy Queen, Glenn. This is a, this is the time of year. If the sharks are serious about building, and they look like they're building pretty well coming in towards the end of the season, this is yeah. one of those games that they're just going to fucking win. With you got to win the games you're expected to win that's when you're it. a side that's got those finals aspirations. Yep, that's it. Okay, we move to Sunday, and the uh, doggies take on the cowboys in Bundaberg, which uh, I believe is home of rum, and um, the bulldogs. They're going to. Never. More fucking dead birds than I've ever seen in my life. In what context? Like just on so a field? You, you go out to the, the factory. Right. 
and the road out there is just... This is the distillery, the rum distillery you're talking yeah, about? Okay, full, right. Yeah. Fucking full of dead birds. Right? Are and they fuck, dead or drunk? Dead, but because they were drunk. Right. So what happens is... They fucking as, fell out of the sky. Well, as like the byproducts or something. No, as the uh, trucks go in, yeah, all of the fucking sugar or sugar cane or whatever the fuck it is falls out of the trucks as they're going up the road. You know, right. spills over the side and, and bits fall out. And it all sits on that fucking black asphalt in the sun and ferments. Oh, so they so die they, of like... They go the birds in get like alcohol poisoning and diabetes. Uh, uh, alcohol poisoning. But then the other thing is, because they're fucked, they can't fly away and they all get run over. <laughs> so it's fucking carnage. Oh, what, a by, what a byproduct of the fucking rum production industry. It should be stopped. Yeah. For its fucking env- environmental impact, um, the bulldogs. So we're we're okay with the domestic violence that rum consumption pr- promotes, but fucking well, just, some, just, dead, just some dead birds. And, where I, would you I don't feel I don't I don't feel that rum confines itself to violence just as the domestic kind. I mean, my nan I used to always say that rum angries up the blood. And, and like I've never forgotten it. You're like, shut up, nan. Whack. Which, which is why I don't partake of the rum because I'm fucking my blood's angry enough as it is. Yeah. Um, I don't need any extra. Jeez. You'd be a cunt on, you would be a proper cunt on the rums. Oh, wouldn't I? Wouldn't I? Um, so, so uh, interestingly enough, the, the doggies are, um, they're going to do, we, we have been told from a, from a friend of ours who has children at school in question, they're going to be doing a school clinic visit. How yes. Awesome. So, um, or, no, so, not a school one, like just a, a, foot, a, or a, a footy club clinic, training one. A club train, okay, right. Yeah. Just um, say, so fucking Jeez, get, get you. That's get brave. You, Get your teachers on the fucking pill quick, smart. Because <laughs> the, the mobile fucking pop-up spit roast is on its way. Um, the Cowboys side, Kyle Felt has uh, done his hammy. He's replaced by Hamaso Tabuai Fado. Granville um, has earned a recall to the side uh, via the bench. Doggy's been going okay. Let's face it; they've been they found a way to score points um, in, you know, in bunches. Really, uh, they are still susceptible to you know periods of switching off and um, allowing teams to you know, somewhat get back into the game and uh, you know, the odd shootout here and there. Mm. The Cowboys don't mind a shootout either. Uh, I think the Cowboys are probably more adept. Um, but the thing with the, that I think the Bulldogs might struggle with is the fact that the Cowboys will keep coming at them and they'll keep throwing um, different structures at them, especially on the edges. Um where I think that's where the Cowboys might get them. With um, with with Nanai in particular, we saw last week. Um, you know, he he cut them to shreds just with just with footwork a couple of times, and um, yeah, I, I think I think the Cowboys will do this one easy. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah, and, and and just from a, from a, a game plan situation, I mean, really, just keeping. Your side awake to the fact that Burton's going to try and put it over the top of Addo Car, so watch out when Addo Car's mm. separated himself out in the wing there, and and you know watch and the occasional dart from Jeremy Marshall King, who seems to be you know picking up form, um, yep. uh, you know the longer he plays under Potter. Other than that, you know, I'm not sure if there's much. Uh, there's 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 nothing that the Cowboys have too much trouble stopping. I don't think, and. Uh, as we said earlier for the rabbits, I mean the Cowboys need to start thinking about the the big game, the bigger games ahead, and this is one that they should win. And really, if they're being serious, it's one that they should, you know, 
try and make an example is that this is a game where they shouldn't concede many points. Mm. You know? Correct. The West Tigers take on the Newcastle Knights, the uh, Sunday afternoon game, 4pm <laughs> game, out at Campbelltown. The West Tigers side. Icy Pole starts at lock for Jackson Hastings, who is gone for the rest of the season. And uh, free man on the bench. Otherwise, no changes. Uh, the Newcastle Knights side. Best returns from his thumb injury. Tuala shifts to the wing, and Sasagi is on the interchange. Clemmer is out, as we mentioned at the top of the show. And uh, Jacob Saifidi will be teamed up with his brother, starting front row. Yep. Jackson Hastings or not... This is one of this is one of these games that I, I think this is extremely not only winnable for the Tigers. I think they should go into it expecting to win, and it would be disappointing if they didn't put this one away. There's no way the Tigers based lose. on the last two weeks. There is absolutely no way the Tigers lose this game. No way, you say? Zero, zero chance that the Tigers lose it. In fact, I think they'll win by at least thirty six points. Thirty six um, points. You, you, I heard, just, you heard it here first. Newcastle fans, Glennie is prepared to take all bets. I just want to see what I, I, I just I want to see what the West Tigers um, sc- scores, not winning margins, scores have been <laughs> in this year, just to see how out of the question a thirty-six point winning margin. Well, let's say it's thirty-six points to nil, Glennie. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, it looks like they're carried away. I think the Knights might fucking jag, jag a bit, but the Tigers will. Ha- Tigers will score fifty. Can you recall if the, if the Tigers breached thirty six points? Why are you going to come? Why are you going to come out with logic and facts? <laughs> I'm just, I'm, I'm just, what? I'm just saying. Did like you, you're calling for a thirty six point. You're calling for a thirty six point margin. I just want to make sure that you can actually put a thirty six point one, margin like, on zero. Six to forty two or something. Look, there's been some stupidly high-scoring right. games you've lost. Let's see what we got here. Hang on a minute. Let's see. I'm trying to find a number bigger than 36 on either side of the ledger. Oh, I mainly scored 36 when they beat you. Um, well, you got to be hang on. shit. You scored 36 when you beat the Bulldogs. 36-22 it was, Glenny. There you right. go. I don't know why you got to bring up old shit. And then Canterbury scored 36 against you in the return round when they beat you 36-12. And uh, otherwise, the 32 points that you scored against the Brisbane Broncos. Uh, what I will say is, though, this 26 against the Cowboys and then the 32 against the Broncos has proven to be uh, two two of your largest yeah largest scores. We're growing. We're building. Um, Dewey and Jock in the halves um, feel far more confident with that combination. Um, than anything to do with Luke Brooks. Um, Dane Laurie is in outstanding form. Um, yeah, fuck yeah. He can see another Penrith Grand Final victory. Well, I'm sure he's still playing with his Panthers jersey underneath his Tigers jersey, so it's, um, you know I'm not going to hate on it. Yeah. Um, I like uh, I like Icy Pole at lock. Yeah, obviously he's not going to he's not going to command the touches that Jackson Hastings does. But at the same time, I mean, what's but what's I mean, at, in lock though, how much of an impact has Hastings had? I think your attack has been obviously the evidence seems to suggest that your attack is better with you know him moved out of the halves and Dewey. It's like, it's like it's a combination of him being moved out of the halves and Dewey getting his hands on the ball, right? Yep. Yeah, I can see. I can see where you're coming from. On what I'm doing, I'm trying to talk. I'm trying to talk the Tigers up here. The, the loss of Jackson Hastings in the 82 touches a game. 
it's not going to have an absolute cataclysmic effect. <sighs> we're on we're the, not as good a side attack. without Jackson Hastings, um, and no, since he's unfortunately no, that's at the hands of Pat Carrigan. Uh, but we do have to, we do have to get on with it. Um, there's finals to be made, and um, I think the West Tigers, uh, you know, executing the Nova Castians is, is another step in the right direction. And you've got the absolutely reborn New Brown as well at Hooker, who may, pending any future, co- you know. Well, I guess with Benji Look, and that around in the club now, he's 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 killed off the he's killed off the merry-go-round of hookers. With he lids has. expected, with lids lids expected to be shopped out to the the dragons. Tell you what, and Simkins that, as the that, guy, as the that one hooker that sits like, on the extended bench. That sounds like the worst Bucks party game in history. <laughs> Solving the hooker problems, <laughs> the merry-go-round of hookers. <laughs> I mean, that sounds pretty fucking great. To be honest. Yeah. <laughs> you don't have my friends. Because <laughs> <laughs> like, honestly, the merry-go-round would stop and it'd be them on there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fucking hell. Yeah, Tigers were plenty. Let's be honest, boys. Yep. I yeah, agree. No, I agree. Appreciate, appreciate your fucking are we gonna, we, are we... Right, Newcastle are cooked. Yeah. And, and will will we be doing a, a member side for this one, Glenny? I think it's probably a good idea, don't you? You'll be able to kick off about 5 p.m. for, yep. for the second half yeah. of that game? Yeah. All right. Yeah. Lock the, it in. The, the fact that the Knights coach is now talking about, don't forget I've won grand finals in fucking pretend football. I saw a quote, I saw a quote, from, um, <sighs> a, a quote on Twitter today from him. And or not not so not not him. It was um it was from someone at the club about him. And when I saw it, I was just like, yeah. So uh, he's been accused of running a soft ship. Choices. Okay. Um, I don't know. I'm just going to find out where that where, where the where the, the the quote came from. But um, well, he can't run a hard ship because if it hits heavy fucking waters and Kalen Ponga hits the deck, he'll fucking knock himself out and be out for another six weeks. It's got to run a yeah. soft ship. Extra fucking soft... bubble wrap. I just I, he he seems to be and like have you seen? Did you watch that press conference last week? No. Like he seems to be like one of those coaches that's kind of fronting up to the things, knowing like you know dead man walking kind of thing. Mm. Like I I cannot see, and it's like like you know they had the brownie era, which absolutely peaked when he fed. Wayne Bennett in the press conference and, mm. and and at no time on the field. I mean, this era, I mean, there's not a lot of fucking recommending it though, is there? No. Yeah, no. I mean, they, I mean they're, they're sliding backwards despite the acquisitions that they brought in. I mean, they brought in a proper hooker. You know, they've had the advent of Kalen Ponga be, you know, being a player that's doing things at representative level and, you know, presumably at the peak of his powers. Look, it... Here's the thing. It's, it's almost like you'd say that, well, if everyone looks at the Adam Reynolds South Sydney deal and right now it looks like Brisbane took an absolute fucking steal. Yep. Because they're having a renaissance and South are struggling and well below yep. where they should be. However, the true the, the true outcome of this trade won't be known for, you know, two years. Yep. Um, it, was, it was kind of like the James Maloney trade. Like un, until you looked at what Penrith got out of it um, and the fact that Matt Moylan is still there. Yeah. Then then you know who wins. But um, it, it may be that Newcastle look at this and they can attract some players and 
Origin players now want to play with Kalen because they're like, fuck, he can do that in a representative arena. Um, have one of the most damaging games that I've, I've seen from a fullback in ages. Yeah, I want to go to Newcastle. So it may be in two, three years we look at this and go, fuck, that deal to Kalen was a good idea. Um, yeah. But yeah, right now, it's just, it's hamstringing the club. Yeah, and but yeah, but it's not even the Kalen deal. I mean, just just from the coaching perspective, I mean, this is a you know, this is a tenure that started out quite promising. Yep. And I mean, like Brownie ended up in you know like a fucking a fireball of strawberry milkshakes and the rest of that sort of shit on the way out. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, he seems to be a dead man walking after not being in the job for a, a very long time. I just think he's a he's a mediocre coach. Mediocre coaches deliver mediocre results. It's yep. fucking the nuts and bolts of it, basically. Yeah. Um, yeah. And the West Tigers on 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 track for their biggest victory of the season. Undoubtedly. Undoubtedly. I think that I think it, it's it's not it's not a huge bar. I think it's only like fourteen, something like something around that. We're winning, we're winning by a minimum of thirty six points. Take it All to right. the fucking bank. You're hearing it more and more. So this member side um, is going to be absolutely. This member side on Sunday is going to be an absolute fucking anti-climax because if they're going to win the game by thirty-six, then they should be up by probably eighteen to twenty-four by half time, right? Well, I'd so. probably want to be thirty-two, <laughs> thirty-five. <laughs> Would it be thirty-five up at half time? <laughs> yeah. yeah, thirty-five up and then a late challenge <laughs> from from, uh, from the Knights. <laughs> and I oh, did you see that they see that they're still pushing that one, the Tigers. Which one? The, the old Cowboys thing. They're getting an audience with Landys and Abdo. Oh, wow. They're gonna take audience. Their, they're going to take their highest, their, their, their high-powered legal minds. <laughs> in their briefcase. Which means presumably they're going to leave, leave Pasco and his showbags at home. That's just going to be Lee up there. So Volandis v- is prepared to swing his dick and make enemies with a state government. Yes. Um, but Justin Pascoe's going to fucking crack him, is he? <laughs> well, I mean, the thing is, if if he was going to be if he was going to be such a you know if he's going to be big Dick Flanders, why He'd organise would the meeting even, and not show up? Yeah, like why would you even why would you even grant the likes of fucking why would you grant the likes of Paxco an audience in the first place? Oh, you just say nah. Well, at least at least in this one, it's I've done the right thing. It, it's the it's the pat on the head. Okay, mate. Yep. Yes, yep. yeah. Okay. You're very important. Okay, little yes, guy. Thanks, thanks thanks for the show back. Okay. When you're talking about when you're yeah. talking about, you know, big dick in the government though, did you see the tweet today from um the Sydney Water account on Twitter? Yeah. It said, uh, we remove around five hundred tons of wet wipes from our wastewater system every year. That means we've removed around five million four hundred and ninety seven thousand eight hundred and twenty six tons of wet wipes since the last time the West Tigers played finals footy. <laughs> 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 Now someone someone sent that tweet to me and said, "Are you running the fucking Sydney Water account now?" And and I and I and I replied. I said, oh, word for word, my my reply was, "Nah, because I do I do I'd make up an even bigger number for the Eels premierships since Eels premierships." And then she has then tagged me in another tweet down the chain from Sydney Water when someone complained, a West Tigers fan complained that I don't even use wet wipes. And they've replied to him and said, our sincere apologies, Will. We were merely trying to convey the magnitude of the issue. And when we tried to equate it to the last time Parramatta won a premiership, our calculator broke. <laughs> <laughs> love it. Oh, I love it. That's oh, fucking great. Mate, shit on Twitter from you know professional, corporate and, and all government accounts is just tremendous. 
Um, that's it, boys. Uh, that is it for episode 484. Thank you for listening, everyone. Uh, welcome, belated welcome to new listeners as well. I'm sorry I was, I was remiss in, uh, in welcoming you. And uh, thanks so much to the, the, the new patrons that have signed up recently as well, that are predominantly, I think, to hear Glennie in pain. Um, in, in Tigers game episodes, um, I don't even remember what the topic for the next episode. Uh, the regular non, we might have, we might have to fucking reiterate that on the weekend as well and get back to doing. Uh, well, I've, I've asked three times. Oh, I can't remember. That's I right. Need, I, was, I need you, to, you know what? Fuck them. Fuck them. We just make up our own shit and we'll just talk about whatever the fuck we want. How about that? Okay. Cool. There we go. Just, gotcha. just like now. Just like now. But uh, if you do want to become a patron, uh, go to patreon.com forward slash twill nation and. Uh, we appreciate the support, and um, if you fellas don't have anything else that you would like to add, I should say get your tips in as well. I have been uh, terrible at up at uh, looking in at the uh, at, at a putting my tips in, and b checking out the uh, the standings at the moment. But I'm logging in right now, and I will uh, throw up the standings and let's see who's in, who is on top the, of the uh, Twill Tipping Championship 2022. Yep. And uh, currently, the table stands as follows. Tied on top with Kiwi Villa and Mitch Rich. One point back to Barrett's Belmore. And another back to our mate Ben Dunn. Also tied with uh, Craig C. Cross, Mitch Doyle 13. Sad Bronco, Reynolds Raging Roana. Alpha Ben RL. And yep. Rosie! Exclamation mark. And uh, Bronco's fan. So obviously, people uh, go as per as per their uh, team's fortunes. Um, and we've got a couple more on that, you know, tied outside. I mean, it's it's all the way down to like thirteenth on the ladder. The people are, uh, it, it's all the it, it's all the play for actually. I'm looking at the ladder now. I mean, fucking the top 20, 25 people easily more. Top thirty four people probably in it. So yeah. put your tips in, and uh, good luck. Look, it, if it's anything like the fucking actual season. Like we're depending on a couple of different games. The the top, top four ten might not be finished till the the, yeah. la, the last round, and the top yeah. ten still probably playing for it. Yeah, fuck yeah. yeah. Cannot wait to mention the spoon battle. Oh, the absolute the absolute hyper bowl that we've got developing. I think actually the West Tigers result last week may have deprived us of a closer hyper bowl at the end. I mean, because we, we were sitting here with the Titans dead last. One game behind the West Tigers, who are one game behind the Knights and the Warriors. Yeah, that's the four teams that it's coming from. It's tough to see the Titans where their where their win to get off the bottoms is is coming from. At this point, you can't take points off these other teams above them. So the uh, unless get, they'll, they'll have two points added on for the Cowboys game after Justin Pascoe fucking gets in and reads them the right act. <laughs> he could he he could conjure up one of the great fucking show bags of all time. Like better than a birdie beetle. I was just about to say better than he better than Milko, the be, better than the Milko sticks and pops. Like fucking, he could he could go hard on the show in the show bag paint and just fucking blow Volandi's. <laughs> he could give him a show bag that's got fucking two hundred fifty million dollars to fund these fucking stadiums, and then of course Pete's going to give you the two points when that happens. Of course, you, you know what? I'll tell you what. I... Volandi strikes me firmly as that cunt that will hold a grudge. Oh, sure. But also forever remind you that he holds a grudge about you. As in, like, would do a press release and say, well, you know, the NRL is giving, you know, 
things for new stadiums to to this club and this club and this club and not the West Tigers. Like just, you know, just fucking... Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And uh, so that's it. Thanks for listening. And uh, we'll uh, see you guys next week. Later. See ya. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.